Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast. Baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I got Twitter a week ago. <laughs> no se rían. You're like David. David is David just. I did it. It took, it took me a second, but I figured out how to do it. I did it. I couldn't David, find it. Then I did it. The share David, button was off, hidden. Off the air, David said, Hey guys, have you heard about Reddit? It's fucking oh great. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine if you haven't heard about Reddit after this week. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That being, uh, uh, anyways, welcome uh, to the Mount Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch, listen, and uh, and uh, to come and watch people listen to. Ugh, why did I get tongue tied so quickly? Welcome You're to nervous. I know. Welcome to the Mount Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast to come listen to people talk, debate, and argue over their favorite Mount Rushmore top four of you, Mount Rushmore of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject: we are doing the Mount Rushmore. Of movies released in 1994. So, uh, for those of us of a certain age, this is the sweet spot, right? Was, right around this time. Was David born? David? <laughs> of course, I was born, man. Was like, five. like two years old, three years old, maybe. Was I, I, I was, uh, I, I was six. Okay. Get out of here. All right. Where the rest of us were oh. able to seven. I was seven. Seven. The rest of us were able to purchase movie tickets and go to see these movies uh, legally. So <laughs> I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to David for uh, being the young one, man. All right. So uh, if you are new to the podcast, we go around the horn and we talk to uh, we get each other's picks and we go one by one, four, three, two, and then one. And uh, we find out which is the Mount Rushmore of movies uh, that were released in 1994. If somebody has a, a, a choice, a pick that somebody else has uh, later on in the game, we table it. So there you go. And we'll your table. And then we can't fucking talk about it until that shit happens. Uh, I am Nary Science. With me, as usual, is David Uyoa. Howdy. And we have uh, Missy. Hello. And today we're welcoming back because it's been a long time, but we've had him before. Uh, DJ from the, uh, the Geek Bro podcast, Better Let Me Tell You. Hello. And by the way, Neri, today when Neri was telling me about joining you guys, I'm like, oh, so are we like meeting up at your house again? And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, what is this, 2019? I, I know. I got a, I like clutch my pearls. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I don't know. We, we could so, I mean, your room is cozy, but we could social distance. Cozy no. is a good word for that room, actually. Yeah. <laughs> cozy is a perfect word. Legit. Uh, no, I was, uh, no. I was like, hey, are we doing this in person? I was like, this is this guy's mad. Uh, he's mad, I tell you. He's mad. Uh, all right, so um, we, let's go around the horn. Uh, David, how did you guys make your selections? David, how did you how did you make your picks, man? Uh, so this being the the fifth entry in our series of movies released in, um, I um, I've kind of learned along the way to 
kind of just lean on the movies that I rewatch most often from this year uh, instead of trying to go into, you know, which one is, uh, you know, favorite or which one is best or which one is most artistic or speaks to me the most. It's just, look, these are the ones that I watch the most from this year. And there are, this is a really great year. I know that I say that for all these nineties, you know, movies released in, you know, 91 was really tough. Um, but this might be the hardest one so far. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, before I forget, if you're watching us live, you can comment on the post on either YouTube or Facebook where we are being streamed live and your comments will pop up and then we could all see your comments and then we could all interact. So it's a lot of fun. So make sure you do that uh, if you are interested. So when somebody makes a pick, David, uh, that is not good, you fucking call them out and you say, no, no se hace. Uh, Missy, how did you come up with your selection? Um, this is also a very hard mountain for me to come like put together because um, I have a total of 26 movies from this year that I really, really love. So it hurts. It hurts my body to have to cut it, cut it down to four. Um, it's movies that I still watch this day. I would throw them in as my comfort watches. And the one stipulation that I gave myself for this mountain, because there's so many to pick from, just to help my process, I'm, I made myself pick one, like no repeat in genres. So each pick is it has its own genre. Mm. I'm not repeating that because I, you know, otherwise, I was never gonna finish. So. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I did that. Same. <laughs> uh, Deej, how how did you uh, make your selection? So, kind of echoing what David and Missy said, I mean, 1994, what a year, you know? And um, I, I realized when I picked my list and even my um, my honorable mentions that I have all these movies on DVD. <laughs> so, um, so I, I have, you know, like you guys, I, I probably do, I have a lot of DVDs and I feel that most of my DVDs are from like the 90s. Um, so I, I'm kind of in the mindset of David. I, I didn't, I put aside what was like the Oscar winning, you know, critical acclaim. I mean, some of them are very critically acclaimed, but I just went with what I enjoy the most, what I've watched the most and all the movies on my list, I've probably seen a hundred times. Yeah. So it was it was hard because like Missy said, there was just so many good movies that year. But you know, when it came down to making my list smaller, I knew which ones I wanted to put in there. Yeah, I gotta I gotta echo that. Uh, I just uh I made this this list was made in probably I'm not exaggerating, a minute, minute and a half. Um I googled films that were released in 1994, and then I was like, "Yep, yep, yep." Oh, there you go, There's number four. There you go. Thanks. All right, and that was it. I'm like fucking done with it. And I'm sure there's gonna be movies that I didn't think about or didn't realize that were 94. But uh, I feel very strongly that my list uh, reflects uh, my viewing habits for 19 for movies that were released in 1994. So you know, can't go wrong. I don't think. Uh, and this is what I've learned throughout the years of doing these kind of topics. Um, no list is wrong and no list is right because you're always going to have movies that are left out that should have been or could have been in, in there and you're always going to be happy with the movies you picked as well so fuck it uh, just go with what I got alright um, with the fourth pick number four round four I'm in no 
for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. David, what do you got for your number four, man? Okay, so um, this was the hardest one, I think, for me to pick uh, because my numbers one, two, and three were pretty much solid. And it was just kind of that, you know, okay, so which one am I going to give the boot to? Uh, so my number four is going to be In the Mouth of Madness, uh, directed okay. by John Carpenter. Um, this is... Uh, you start- love this shit. You, you're like, you love when we're all like, what the fuck is he talking about? Okay, so In, in the Mouth of Madness is a sort of a spiritual sequel it is the the close uh, the the last movie in what john carpenter calls his apocalypse trilogy uh the movies plot wise don't connect but they all deal with end of the world scenarios uh the first of which is probably his most famous the thing everyone knows the thing with uh, kurt russell right um so the the second movie is prince of darkness uh again which is probably more famous than in the mouth of madness uh which deals with satan coming and taking over the earth through a portal to hell in the mouth of madness is john carpenter uh who is one of my all-time favorite directors uh taking on hp lovecraft and this idea of uh, like ancient evil that has long been here on earth that we don't understand, that we don't even know is here, um, kind of sweeping and taking over and destroying humanity from the inside out. It is uh, incredibly uh, meta. The whole story uh, is that a writer who is very much like a Stephen King type guy uh, has gone missing and the newest book that he needs to uh, deliver to his publisher is due. So the publisher sends uh, who's basically an insurance agent out to make sure the guy's still alive uh, so that uh, they can begin the process of filing insurance paperwork on the guy. And uh, throughout the process, he finds out that he is in fact living the guy's third book. Uh, or not third book, last book is his latest book. And uh, the the whole thing is just so incredibly like reality bending um, uh, to take it back to old school uh, for those longtime Mount Rushmore listeners. Uh, this is um, revolutionary fourth wall breaking. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, Do you mean geek more? You said Mount Rushmore listeners. Yeah, M- Mount Geekmore, whatever okay. the fuck I'm talking about, man. You, you know what the hell I mean. Face is on the fucking mountain, asshole. Like whatever it is, I'm like, right, you paint the logo. Like I don't know. You should- um, yeah, I mean this. This is this is the horror movie that you want to watch if you want to uh, like just be mind fucked. It's uh, it's John Carpenter at his absolute zaniest he just kind of says i'm gonna do whatever i want to do and at this point john carpenter is you know just one of these directors that studios let do whatever he wants uh you know it's it's the mid 90s he's gone through uh, like a just the greatest string of hits in the late 70s uh you know through the through the 80s and um I mean, the guy fucking 
you know, directed Halloween. You know, wh- what are you going to say to this guy? And and he did exactly what he wanted to do with this movie, and it shows. And and I think it's all the better for it. And it's it's a movie that um, if if you've never seen. Uh, you don't even have to be a uh, a horror movie fan to appreciate this. In fact, it's it's a little bit more of a thriller than a horror movie, uh, but it's it's definitely got those horror aspects to it, and it's 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 creepy, and it gets under your skin, and um, it uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. This so. is probably a good time to remind uh, everybody, including DJ, who's hasn't been on. We now have a five minute time limit per pick, so this is probably a good time to mention that. Because David has not only reached that, but cost us listeners in the mean, in the process. That's uh, true. That's not true. I'm fucking with you. We actually got one more than we had. You, 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 we said, I, you said I had one more minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think you're good. I think you covered it. <laughs> I think you covered it. You talk yeah. about you talk about anything about the movie. You talked about the director the whole fucking time. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like you. I watched this movie once with you but i don't remember anything about it so that was actually really wasteful for me to even say out loud so i'm sorry did you you watch this with me once i feel like i did but i don't remember anything about the movie. So you watch this movie more so than any other than than most other movies in 94 is that what we're led to believe <sighs> you know i watch this movie more so than Okay, because I don't know what's on your list, but I know it's not on your list and by the time we fucking finish i'm gonna call you out on this shit and be like you watched in the mouth of madness, more so than insert fucking. All right. Okay. All right. Maybe he'll maybe he'll surprise you. You don't know. I've never seen it, so I'm very sorry. Yeah, I, I've never. Listen, seen I, it. I, I never knew, I knew in, I knew in picking this that um, it, it was going to get this sort of reaction, and I mean, honestly, if I gave a fuck what you thought, Nary, I, you know. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you should. I definitely don't think you should change it based upon what I think. I'm just saying I, I've never seen it. Like, I, you know, that's that same thing that DJ said. Otherwise, you got to call me out on it. What the fuck? Uh, you, you, you came at me like, oh, you watch this boy. I'm asking you an honest question. I'm, I'm actually doing an impression of you doing an impression of me doing an impression of you. But I'm asking you an honest question. Did, ha, do you think you've watched this movie more so than most other movies in 94? I mean, I wouldn't have put it on my list otherwise, wouldn't I? That's what I said. All right, here we that's go. What I, that's what I say, booby trap. Um, all right, Missy, what do you have for your number uh, four? Um, it's not a John Carpenter movie for sure. <laughs> this, um, my number four, I just like literally 30 seconds ago, I committed to it. Um, it would be the one, the movie that um, checks off the family kid movie um, for 94, my, my personal pick, and it's Camp Nowhere. Um, because, well, first of all, as a kid, how amazing is that idea that you can run away from your parents and create like a Woodstock type of summer camp situation for yourself, unlimited funds, and you just do whatever the hell you want. Like, I want to go on that vacation now. You know what I mean? Like this movie was such a, like, um, I snuck into the movie theaters to watch this bad girl. Um, but it was like such a feel good movie. The, the cast is pretty much um, very forgettable with the exception of Christopher Lloyd, who 
I that's my like my introduction to Christopher Lloyd is this movie, not the Back to the Future movies. And I know that's like sacrilegious. I'm sorry, but that's just my job. I mean, that's that's not anything you can control. Isn't Jessica Alba in this movie? Like in the, for like a second. Jessica Alba. There's a bunch of like uncredited. Um, let me double check. But I do know that like Jonathan Jackson was on, which he he was like the store the the store brand version of Jonathan Taylor Thomas at that time. <laughs> the poor man's version. <laughs> yeah, the long you know the store brand. JTT. Um, of JTT. There's a bunch of uh Andrew Keegan, who later wow. went on to to um be in the ten things he played a douche in that in ten things I hate about you but in this movie he plays the bad boy who's like fixing a car to run away it was super lame um anyway have any of you watched Camp Nowhere because I feel like oh, okay I have, I have not seen it no. you haven't Dave you I've haven't never, seen it either no I've never seen it and all the kids my age were obsessed with this movie and I never saw it that movie was one of those movies that after I didn't see it in the movie theater that after it was always like I don't know on, the, on Showtime or one of those movie channels it was like always on especially during the summer yeah and um, I just really love the whole concept of it. These kids are like, it's an opportunity, like now of watching it as an adult, you're watching and it's like, the kids just want to be kids for one summer and their parents are like forced, they're at that age where they're forcing them to like do hobbies, like just shit that parents do that don't let kids be kids, which is a message that I always like root for. Um, like the kids, not the parents being assholes. I don't know if that's clear. Um, but anyway, I just love this movie. It's in my account. I like I watch it on sad days sometimes, <laughs> and I recommend it. If you guys haven't seen it with your kids, I would recommend. Like I think it's a safe bet to watch with your kids. So okay. recommend that. All right, uh, Cam Nowhere. Uh, Deej, what do you got for your? Uh, what do you got for your number four? All right, so I think the good thing is that I feel that with David and Missy and me now, we're going to go with movies that, like, are not that popular <laughs> because my, my fourth pick, my, my, my top three are super popular movies, and yeah. we probably have some of those shared. But for my fourth pick, I love, love this movie, hence it's my number four. It's The River Wild with Meryl Streep. Oh, it's a good movie, man. I've never that, seen this. I've that movie, movie, whatever it's on, and it's funny because, I, as I said, I have it on DVD, but it's one of those movies that, even today, that movie is always on TV. I will stop. You know how there's just some movies that, when it's on TV, you watch them. Yep. Twister. I will, I will always, yes, I will always watch that movie. And what, what I think it's so interesting about that movie is that that's not a Meryl Street movie. It's not. It's so good, though. It's so fucking it's good. So Kevin Bacon, dude. Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Um, and Wait, what's most, it about? And his most Kevin Bacon-iest. So Meryl Street like, and her husband, they're having, like, marital problems, and, like, he's always working, and he doesn't have time for the kids, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then she, they take time to go whitewater uh, river rafting, as one does when they have family problems. No, no, well, no, no, because Meryl Streep's family grew up on the, in the mountains. They grew up by the river. So she that's her thing that she does. She, yeah, she, she used to be a river guide. 
Yeah. She used to be a river guide. Yeah. So she used to take on all these like crazy uh, falls and like she was like a badass whitewater river raptor person, right? So she, you know, she is supposed to have this like family time, but then her husband kind of sells out on her um, and he doesn't go, which he ends up saving them. But um, so they go down the river and Kevin Bacon and. Um, Oh my God! What's this other guy's name? Um, I don't even remember the other guy's name. Uh, John Riley. John Riley. John Riley's also John C. Riley. Yeah. Yes, he's. Um, oh, they, John C. Riley. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he, yes. He said John Riley, and I go, John <laughs> Riley. Why does it sound kind of familiar? <laughs> I'm reading my notes. I'm reading my notes. Um, Riley. Yeah, I guess. So he's also in the movie. So they're the bad guys, and they're like in the middle of some plot that there is. That I don't know. I forget it's the so police. Money. They rob money. They was like a bank or some shit. There was rob. like a bank robbery, so they need Meryl Streep to take them down the river and this includes doing like a drop off that's like crazy and whatever it's and, just it's, it's her, one son, of those... her young son is in the is in the is in the river boat too is in the raft yeah and there's also which i think it was one of his first movies as well benjamin pratt he plays a park ranger right huh. they, yeah. they, they end up killing him um deej you such a spoiler there's two people who told you they haven't seen i just the said movie. i haven't seen I don't, this movie i don't really think that his character is a spoiler <laughs> because if you blink you will you'll miss him but anyway it's just a really fun movie as i said it's not it's not a meryl street movie she's not playing a like it's she's not you know usually a, she's usually a character actress um and but it's I one think, of those things that i think she is i think this is a very well acted part for her i think the only difference between this and like any other quote-unquote meryl street movie is that this is more physical this yeah, and, and, and you know, she did acting in it she did a lot of her stunts her own stunts yeah so um, is it like a family movie like it's a I would consider it a family, like young, like teenager. Movie. Yeah, I would just say twelve, maybe if your kids like twelve. I think you're. Good. I'm not sure what is what rating it is. Like PG thirteen. I have the Wikipedia page up. Hold on a second. But ninety four is those weird years where it's like PG thirteen is like some shit that nowadays would be like, no, that's not PG thirteen. Actually, can I add a little bit of trivia? To see if you guys know. Do you know what movie is the one that started the PG-13? Oh, David and I know this very well. Yeah, Temple of Doom and and uh, Gremlins. 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 And it's funny because this past, uh, now in Christmas, I put Gremlins on for my kid. And I hadn't seen Gremlins in a while. And I was like, shit. That's a rough one, bro. I was like, shit, this movie's like really violent. And like, I remember being like five years old and watching that movie and like my bed sheets were of like gizmo and all that. And, and it's really violent. And then I, I, what you guys said, I, I read up on it and I'm like, Oh, it's like, so, I, I see it. I tried watching that movie once. And then, and then I, I got to the part where they strung up the dog with Christmas lights. And I'm like, I'm out mm-hmm. and watch this. Yeah. yeah there's, so there's, there's, Go ahead, Missy. The the River Wild has a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, yeah, teenagers. So yeah, but I love that movie. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. I saw it in the list of movies that I was looking through, and it was a solid, solid pick. Um, uh, all right, number that was uh, uh, that was uh, DJ's number four. Uh, my number four. I'm just looking at my list now. I'm just organizing the or- the order now. Uh, my number four is whew, it's gonna be tough. Uh, I'm gonna say Shawshank Redemption is my number four. Oh, 
I knew you were going to have that. Shawshank. But do we table it? All right, if you have it, do you have it later on? I do have it. And we table it. So the number fours are In the Mouth of Madness, Camp Nowhere, River Wild, and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, those are number fours. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. What are your number threes, David? Uh, my number three is going to be Pulp Fiction. Nice. Good one. That's one of uh, the ones that I was like, it hurt me not to put on because I fucking yeah. love Tarantino. But it's yeah, there were um, there were three that came to me right away, and those are my top three. And then the uh, the others, I I kind of just like, oh wow, that came out in '94. Oh man, that came out in '94 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's where like the dilemma with my number four came. Um, but this was always going to be on my mountain. Um, and as far as which, hang on, before I say this, let me look at my list. No, I can't say that either. Um, I mean, this, this, this movie, this movie is, um, I can't say it's my favorite Tarantino movie, uh, because that's got to go to Inglorious Bastards, but, um, fuck if it isn't like just perfect you know everything from the style of story uh, of storytelling you know the, the the idea of oh we're gonna tarantino it you know where you know it's gonna start um i mean it, yeah i mean he did it in reservoir dogs but i mean it, to such a greater effect in in this movie where you've got like three different storylines coming together all at once i mean the the to map this thing out to edit this thing this is this always will be his magnum opus uh it doesn't matter how great another movie he comes out with is and they're all fucking fantastic um this will always be it you know um i mean there's there's nothing that i can say about pulp fiction that hasn't already been like beaten to the fucking dirt uh you know into a pulp you wouldn't, so, be, wrong. You wouldn't be wrong in saying it man it's like he's he, all the accolades are well deserved i think yeah yeah this is one of those where um you know i obviously being seven years old when it came out i did not see this when it came out i saw this much later it already had the stellar reputation that it had and i remember watching the uh you know that that scene with with sam jackson in the diner you know that everyone quotes but you know the the bad motherfucker and i was like just my my jaw dropped to the floor like this is as good as everyone says it is um you know the the whole idea of like you never fucking find out what's in the briefcase you don't fucking need to know it doesn't fucking matter you know that's that's such an old school uh like alfred hitchcock thing to do like you know it's just it's a fucking plot device it doesn't matter because what ultimately matters in this movie is the dialogue and uh and and the the gorgeous gorgeous violence in this movie you know I, i i always feel weird saying that but tarantino has a way of filming violence that makes it beautiful absolutely beautiful and you're in yeah how fucked up Mm -hmm. it is because for um once upon a time in hollywood 
when I was like, is this motherfucker going to make me watch Sharon Tate die? Like, I, am I, is that going <laughs> and so I, and I, but I wasn't leaving. I was like, is that, am I about to watch this shit? But I wasn't going anywhere because that's how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it brought us back John Travolta. <laughs> yes, it did. I mean, very, very briefly, because then he ruined it with, um, what was it, uh, Battlefield Earth? Battlefield Earth. Yeah. But he, he was already back because of Look Who's Talking, but I get what you're saying. Uh, but <laughs> it's a really good movie. The dialogue is so good, like yeah. impeccable dialogue. I remember when I first watched it, I was 11 and 94, so I also did not watch it um, when it came out. But when the first time I watched it, I think this was my first Tarantino movie that I ever watched, and it just. I was in because it was very, it was very intriguing. The dialogue was very intriguing, but I didn't know how he was going to connect everything because it seemed very like a big puzzle that the pieces did not match. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally comes together, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, love yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even know that Bruce Willis was in this movie when when i started watching it because no no one ever mentions bruce willis yeah. they're always talking about sam jackson they're talking about john travolta um uma you know uh uma thurman they're not talking about bruce willis and by the time he comes in i'm like fucking bruce willis is in this <laughs> and, and he's playing daredevil's dad that's yeah. so fucking cool yeah. you know um and I, I fucking love this movie yeah it's, it's so it's good really i can I, I can watch it again and again and uh, and i often do yeah. yeah, this movie's fantastic. I love I, everything that you guys said. I, you know, touche. Yeah, it's like fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Uh, I would probably put it in the Rushmore of Tarantino movies uh, mm-hmm. for myself. Uh, but it's it's fucking great. Um, all right, so Pulp Fiction. We should we should do that mountain because he he definitely has more than eight. Yeah, but he has nine. I mean, it's, uh-huh. gonna, be, it's gonna be a lot of tables. <laughs> So just don't rank them and just talk about it. Like, yeah, so I know. We could, we, could, we could do that. We could just do a Tarantino retrospective. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this wasn't. I, I saw. I saw Reservoir Dogs when I was uh, when it first came out. Um, this is one of the very few times that having older brothers came in handy. I guess benefited me because I, when I saw Pulp Fiction, I already had. I knew like this is the guy that did. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, and I remember, and this shouldn't come as a sh- surprise to anybody, but I remember, I couldn't, I couldn't, re- I couldn't read the word Reservoir Dogs because when I said Reservoir, I was like, was Reservoir, and I couldn't remember, and I remember my brothers had to teach me like, oh, that's Reservoir. I'm like, okay, let whatever if you say so, fuck it, I'll say <laughs> Reservoir. That's not Reservoir to me, but I fucking say Reservoir. You guys uh, just want me to say it wrong in front of people, don't you? <laughs> so Reservoir Dogs was my uh, was my first Tarantino movie uh, because of my older brothers, uh, and uh, I mean. Can, it's the same people who fucking told me in kindergarten that Santa Claus wasn't real, and I went back to class t- saying Santa Claus wasn't real. So you take the good with the bad. They killed, that kid. they killed Santa Claus for me, but they did introduce me to Tarantino. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, good, good with the bad. That's an even trade? Question uh, mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an even trade. Me, I, like, I remember me literally being in seventh grade and telling people about Reservoir Dogs. And they don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I'm like, no, it's really fucking good. And then it goes, and, then, and everybody's Mr. Pink. And Mr. Pink has a problem because he doesn't like the color pink. Like, I remember having that conversation as a seventh grader. And not to be that guy that's a hipster. Like, I fucking heard about it first. But I remember, like, yeah, that was really cool. So, sure, you killed 
you know, Santa Christmas for me, but that's fine. I mean, whatever. Let's. Um, all right. So, Pulp Fiction. Uh, Missy, what's your number three? So, my number three is also a fan favorite, I think. Um, and I think this one checks off like the accolades uh blanket like i've never met somebody that doesn't like this movie and it's four scum table oh, table yeah oh, i figured but movie. i could not I, yeah i figured would have been my list had it not been for my uh number three that's a great movie i love that movie um deej what do you got for number three so my number three is probably gonna be tabled uh i make no apologies i freaking love it and it's speed Table. <laughs> Stay tuned. This would be the only like I was like when you said speed, I was like, who would table speed? I go wait. Uh, I, 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 I was I was in between speed going to my number four, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna have to worry about this because I know it's one of Missy's favorites. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm a mysterious person. Okay. How sure, sure, sure you are. <laughs> well, well, when when Larry called me because he's like, hey, do you want to record tonight? We're doing you know the topic, and he goes, yeah. So I figured this would be a great opportunity for you to talk about blank, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, in the chat when we came up with the topic, me and David. And David said, oh, yeah, you should ask Missy because uh, this is the year that blank came out. Like, <laughs> and then the phone goes, that tracks. That really, really tracks. And then I said, hey, how fucking dare you? And then the next message was there. I defended my friend. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me ask you guys a question, though, since we're in good company here. Do you think, though, I mean, I'm, I guess this is a bigger um, conversation, but like we all like in you like all of us said that when we were looking at the list of movies, there was just so many to pick from. Do you think that that is the if we were to do the same thing, but for like movies in the in like the two thousands or like two thousand tens? Do you think that would still be the case? Well, yeah. we, we typically do uh, movies, uh, top 10 movies of the year. Uh, Woo, bro. What's up, bro? Usually does top 10 movies of the year. I don't know if we're going to do it for 2020 because there were so few movies released in theaters and it was like it was not the same year. But I will say I remember doing it, it for movies that came out in 2000, either 18 or 19. I believe it was 18. And I remember saying, like, I, we've done it for eight years in a row. Every year, Wubro has done a top 10. And I remember thinking, and I remember saying out loud in the episode for, I think it was for movies in 2018, that I was like, I was kind of disappointed. There weren't as many as, it wasn't difficult to pick this year. It wasn't well, as because I, I think that if we take it year by year, we can all obviously come up with, you know, a handful of four or five movies yeah. that we absolutely loved. But the thing with 1994, and I feel it's the same, the thing with most of the 90s uh, or even 80s, is that, again, there was just so many. Like, when I was looking through this, I was like, how am I going to narrow this down to four? Because you're yeah. talking about, like, iconic level movies, you know? I think um, it's what happened with the 80s and 90s, I think it was like a renaissance of these filmmakers, such as Tarantino coming on the scene. In the 80s, we had Steven Spielberg coming on. Like we had these, I, I get it, late 70s, early 80s, but it's like one of these like renaissance of the film industry where you had these directors who were later on become these iconic film directors and they got their start in these decades so i think that that has a lot to do with it i mean 90s gave birth to a whole 
a whole like, and we'll talk about this uh, later on when Missy brings up that blank movie we're talking about. <laughs> There's like a whole genre of independent film. Like 90s had independent film. That independent film genre like was massive in the 90s. Kevin Smith get, got came on the scene. Like all these movies where people were like, hey, I don't necessarily have to have a New York you know, uh, NYU diploma film degree to be able to fucking make movies that are good. I think that's what do, you, do you do you guys think that a lot of it, especially with movies in the two thousands, has to do that like it, now we're I feel we're in like franchise fatigue. Yeah, like, it's a studio and now, reboots. Yeah, way 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 more into studio films now than we were into Quentin Tarantino is an independent director, dude. He I mean he made reservoir dogs, you know, like I think it was like eight thousand dollars. It was some crazy number, and a, a lot of that paycheck came from him doing an episode of Golden Girls. He did where well, he was playing Elvis. Elvis, like these are crazy stories where you hear. And nowadays, yeah, you're right. I think it's a lot more studio based movies now, where it's like they they just want the bigger buck, and it's action films. Like I think that you know what I mean. That yeah. has. Taking the because nobody goes to the movies anymore because we could we could download it so nobody goes to the movie anymore for a movie like look at the, a few years ago the movie with um it's called the judge with with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and um fuck what's his name David uh Robert Duvall and the movie was a fantastic yeah. piece of acting fantastic piece of, of fucking script writing it was amazing it had fucking iron man in it but nobody went to go watch that movie because fucking robert Downey jr wasn't shooting lasers out of his hand yeah well, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned action movies and the the 90s um is often credited with killing the action movie because um like you mentioned you, you you mentioned speed i mean speed is one of the last rated r action movies yeah. uh until you get to like more or less modern times because studios start realizing you slap a pg-13 rating on something you're gonna make a hell of a lot more money yeah. than you are putting an r rating on it and so you start getting this slew of like soft action movies right. where uh like you know the it's just the thrill of it isn't isn't really there you know so by the time you get to you know the rock and like it really doesn't exist anymore and and you're getting edgy stuff you know i mean michael bay only made one rated r movie i think after that which was uh fucking bad pain and gain pain and gain you know uh, well, yeah, I mean, but but that's again much more recent, you know, throughout yeah. the whole nineties. Yeah. I mean, he was really doing, you know, that that soft action stuff. But I, I and then you got there's a lot of there's a point in time. You know what killed the the hardcore mate the hardcore action movies with Matrix when they started doing CGI because they were like, oh, we could do this CGI shit and we don't have to get like people actually jumping off a fucking bus that's on fire. We could actually just put it into a computer and it's a whole it's not the same kind of action movie, I don't think. But anyways, we digress. We digress. Um so you guys left off Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump and Speed. My number three uh might just be the strongest number three that I've ever had in any uh mountain because this movie is uh both it's just uh, it's a fucking masterpiece and I say that with zero fucking qualms. Uh this it's um uh Legends of the Fall. And uh I fucking absolutely love this movie. DJ, why are you laughing? You don't like this movie? I'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I absolutely fucking love Legends of the Falls. Uh, it's Brad Pitt at his Brad Pittiest. Uh, his hair was gorgeous. Oh, sweet Jesus. Mary, uh, do you know my son's name? Is it Tristan? It's Tristan. Yeah, of course, it's Tristan. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, but it's so great. I mean, it's it's. I love this Game movie. Quit. <laughs> the uh, thank God. Uh, and then so <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Um, but uh, everything about this movie, the cinematography is stunning. Uh, I think the cinematography even got nominated for an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the cinematography is stunning. The acting is just, I mean, between uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Anthony Quinn, and Anthony Hopkins uh, is just so fucking good. The level of the story between brothers and and family and between the father and sons, I, it's just fucking... We get a grown-up Elliot... We get a grown up Elliot. What? Who's that? <laughs> From ET. From ET. Oh, right. He wasn't. A, that was him. Fuck. I didn't even realize that was him. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just saw ET for the first time like three months ago, bro. Like eight months ago, probably. Like right when the quarantine started. It's the first time I saw it from beginning to end. Like I had some bits and pieces, but I never saw the whole fucking thing. But, how can, but, but, but you're you. How can that be the case? I know. I remember, I remember even telling David, I'm like, hey, have you guys seen ET? This fucking shit's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's probably going to get awards. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, have you heard of this thing, Reddit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I was eight months ago. Like, this fucking ET is really good. I swear to God, same time frame. I was like, you guys see Pinocchio? It's fucking really good, man. Uh, I, yeah, I love uh, I love Legends of the Falls. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal movie, uh, and and I'm a sucker for good cinematography. And that movie has just chef's kiss of cinematography. Um, so there you go. I, I agree with everything you said. I do not like the movie. I just the movie is so. It's a good movie. I'm not saying this because I think it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. And I think that also Aiden Quinn, like everybody talks about like Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. Aiden, Aiden Quinn was amazing that movie. Like the end when he says, you know, I did everything right, but they still preferred you or they chose yeah. you. Like, um, I just think that it's so, like, it's so heavy on the drama. <laughs> like, it's just so heavy. Like, there nobody's ever happy in that movie. Like, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. You sound like me when I talk about Le Miz. I'm like, fuck, everybody was just sad. Like, <laughs> but if it was like one tragedy over another, like Elliot, yeah. you know, gets killed and has to carve out his heart, and then you know, the whole thing with the girl that you know she's in love with Tristan, but she. That's one of my favorite scenes. Me and my brother do that to each other every once in a while when we say crazy shit, right? When we say shit that the other person doesn't agree with, my brother and I, he, we do this. There's a one scene where Brad Pitt, Aiden uh, tells him something, and Brad Pitt, I, I'm not going to ruin I'm not going to spoil what he says. And then Brad Pitt says, I would allow you to say that one time because you love her. Once. You say that again, we are no longer brothers. And like yeah. me and my brother to this day, we will fucking say that. We said something to I, I remember one time I was like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe Jim Carrey's not that funny. And he was like, I'll I'll allow you to say that one <laughs> because you're my brother. We're gonna say that one more time. We are no longer brothers. I forget at the end he leaves in a boat, right? Like Jon no. Snow, the, like Arya, I mean they leave in a no. boat. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. No. I'm not gonna ruin it because I'm. I don't. I really. I'm interested in Missy specifically watching this movie. You haven't seen it, Missy? No. 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 That movie not, was... I feel like it's gonna be like I have. 
he's dreamy and shit, and there's probably like a love something, and I don't know if I, I have just told you that bandwidth. For but that. I will say that movie. I remember when it came out; it was really popular. Well, because like, Brad Pitt was like popping off at this time. Shit. Yeah, I'm and, telling you, it's Brad Pitt and his most Brad Pittiest. Well, I would just. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I would. I would say that. I would disagree with that statement, but I guess when you have a Brad Pitt mountain, we could argue about that. I mean, but this is, I think this is his first big blockbuster where he started in, that he started. Yeah, but like I, that, that would make it like. I, I think it's his most Brad Pittiest, too. Yeah. More, the more than um, <laughs> G- Gilbert Grape? Brad Pitt was in Gilbert Grape. That's no, 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 not Gilbert Grape. What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> You're getting your dreamboats fucking messed up. What's the one? Uh, hang on, I'm thinking You're getting of one. Your dreamboats messed up. That's what I, I, I am. True. This happens every time I talk about a good-looking white dude. Yeah, <laughs> they all look the same, bro. I don't know what to tell you. The fuck am I thinking of? I also think that in that movie, Brad Pitt act. You know, you said and Mary acted really well, and you know, it, it's one of those things that it took him what twenty five years to get an Academy Award. You know, yeah. Meet Joe oh. Black. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's oh a good no, movie. Meet Joe Black was um uh, ninety nine, I think. Something yeah, like I that. No, he, means it, he, yeah. Means, he means if it was more. so. Missy, quick question: Do you like Meet Joe Black? I love Meet Joe Black. So, Meet Joe Black is way heavier than 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 uh, Legends of the Fall. Not by much. I think they're both very heavy films. You I say am, right here. I agree with Deej in the sense of these are very heavy movies, and it's not. It's very few like positives as far as like what's going on in the story. But I think that there's a lot of beauty in all of that. And I agree. I'm with you. Like, I don't disagree with DJ at all. What he said, it, like that's all it's very, it's a very hairy film. Uh, okay. However, with that said, so is meet your black. And where, if you like that movie, you should be oh, fine with watching. I mean, in legends of the fall, and I'm, I'm going to be vague. So I don't give it away for Missy. The one moment, the one moment where Brad Pitt is somewhat happy, you know, right. some bootleggers, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruin it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that was the whole message of the thing is like every and then at the end the Indian talking the let me rephrase I'm sorry the Native American talking because <laughs> we can't say that anymore the Native American talking uh, and uh, but that's what they called him in the movie I can't what the fuck I can't All right, anyway uh, <laughs> who, who yelled at you David David wagged his finger wow. <laughs> that's what okay. Missy was looking down and Missy was like I didn't say a fucking goddamn thing. <laughs> Legends of the Fall is my number four, man. My number three, I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I think uh, this one is Shawshank. I mean, to have Shawshank as my number four is like these are the two greatest films to not be number one. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you know that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good point there. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Speed, and Legends of the Falls. Uh, I don't remember if it was Legends of the Falls or Legends of the Fall. Am I adding the S because I'm Hispanic? Yes, yes you it, are because I'm looking at IMDb and it's singular. It's not plural. <laughs> it's legends of the, it's legends of the fall. Yeah. Oh, I've been saying it wrong all these years. Because we also have the the Latins. <laughs> we throw the uh, Grab the shares. <laughs> all right, the man. Shares. Just... Man, our threes as a whole could have been number ones, and that would have been solid. I think. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. I agree with that. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on. Round two. Dose the sequel to Uno. 
All right, David, what is your number two? All right, so I struggled with which to put at number two and which to put at number one. And what I ended up deciding was my number two, I watched much more often when the movie came out. And this was a movie I saw in theaters when it came out. Um, but my number one, I watch much more often now. So that's why it's number one. And my number two is True Lies. Nice. So, uh, a contender. Yeah, true. I, I would ask you more often if they fucking sold it on digital. Uh, I have it digital, uh, it's, but it's on Vudu. It's not on iTunes. No, we're not talking about the same thing. Yeah, well, uh, well you know, to, a to bit be, of a snob, iTunes snob over here. To be honest, that is one of the reasons why I haven't seen it as often because it is not available on Blu-ray, and uh, un- because of a like a, a, a weird sort of glitch in Voodoo's system, it was available for sale for like a day, and so I picked it up. And, um, and so I've seen it a couple of times since I've picked it up and, uh, fuck, it still holds up, man. It is so fucking good. That's um, awesome. Um, guys, it's streaming on, tri- on prime video. Oh, you well, to there you it. go. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it also left an impression on me as a kid. I had seen many Schwarzenegger movies up until that point. But that was the first Schwarzenegger movie I had seen in theater. And uh, so obviously that left an impression on me uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis um, and uh, and Schwarzenegger. You know, I mean, he's fucking Arnold, man. You know, he's he's fucking Arnie for a reason. And um, he's the most Arnie's in this in this film. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying his I, biggest role because that's obviously Terminator, but it's, it's obviously Terminator. But I feel like it's between Commando and this one. Excuse yeah. me, I would say Kindergarten Cop is his signature role. It's not a power of Kindergarten Cop, you know, when he kills a hooker and he fucking <laughs> <laughs> he's a drug dealer, you know, the good family film that was, yeah, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Totally uh, for somebody yeah. to go watch in the movie theater. <laughs> you know I, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I feel that this was a bit of a, I guess a bit, not that he had gone anywhere, but a bit of a comeback for him because The Last Action Hero, which I believe was the, what he did before, that movie yeah. flopped. Yeah, it flopped hard. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a big success for him, but previous to that had been... Um, I think Terminator 2. I don't know if he did anything in 1992, uh, but 1991 was T2, 93 was um, Kindergarten Cop. No, uh, 93 was Last Action Hero, Mm -hmm. 91 was Terminator 2, and 90 was Kindergarten Cop. I was seven. So he had one slip up. I don't know if that's a comeback. I don't know if you want to. Call it a comeback, but I feel that like back then for these like mega mega huge larger than life stars, which we don't have like that now, like one slip up is like a big deal, you know. Um, it was a big deal because I'm look up until that point, like the movies he had before that, Kindergarten Cop, Total Recall, even Twins. These movies all debuted at number one, like they yeah. all came out at number one. So for him to have four or five hits in a row, and by hits, I don't just mean they made money i mean they debuted at number one which is another different level of like yeah you could have a hit that was that number three in the box office that's good but when you have a number one hit in the box office that's a big deal um so yeah i think i get what you're saying uh i don't think that's a comeback though i think you know what i mean 
But it was right. certainly a, a return to form. Yes, a return after, to form. And don't get me wrong. And right after, right after True Lies, he uh, he did Junior. So he fell right back into that fucking yeah. <laughs> and right back in the banana peel. He followed that up with Eraser. Eraser. So, yeah. Yeah. Williams. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, the mid to late 90s was not uh, really kind to Schwarzenegger or any action star. And then Batman really? and Robin. So he really didn't have a good ending to that. Fuck, I know you do. That <laughs> movie sucked. <laughs> so, I know, but it's, it's an accidental comedy. That's why I love it. Yeah. Movies. All right. So, Wait, you think Batman and Robin is an accidental comedy? <laughs> Yeah, they meant yeah. it was oh, supposed to be an action movie, but it's yeah. a comedy. That when we do comedy. the Mount Rushmore of 97 movies, we know what's going to be on Missy's Mount. George Clooney wasn't even the worst part of that, about that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two Lives, fantastic. I love that movie, man. I love yeah, it. I mean, really and, and being, being, you know, all of us here growing up in, in Miami, you know, the fact that, you know, so much of this takes the place so close to uh, so close to home, you know, not in Miami, but so close to home is um, is just like fucking amazing you know so that this any- day, when i go to key west i always go that is the part that they blew up for the movie <laughs> of yeah. the bridge uh i uh I, you know what i love about this movie nobody's mentioned is uh, tia carrera Whew. oh yeah Ooh, oh yeah huge fan yeah yeah and, and and actually i would like to point out that arnold schwarzenegger is actually my third favorite james bond just want to put that out there uh better than roger moore as a secret agent, he is uh, better than uh, Tim Dalton. About, uh, this is basically a James Bond movie, and and it's oh. and it, it's oh. better. It's better than almost all of them. All right, and I and and this is coming from a Bond fan. I, I will tell you, as a fellow Bond fan, um, you guys probably know. Uh, David and I are pretty. The, the, James Bond is my favorite franchise. I'm slightly obsessed with James Bond. I have a Bond wall in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying, David, with the Roger Moore movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so, Missy, what do you have for your number three? So no, this is isn't this number two? Number two. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Number two. Oh, sorry, did I space out again? Sorry, um, no, my fault. <laughs> so my number two actually. It was a struggle because it was between this, my pick, and True Lies, and my number two is Speed. And so now we can talk about DJ. So this movie was, I feel like, yeah, because this movie came out before Bad Boys. And I know that Bad Boys, like, as far as the action genre, was a huge deal for, like, my movie watching uh, self. But this movie was so awesome and it's so rewatchable like i think dave we watched it at your house a couple weeks ago i mean a couple months ago i had my back to the tv and i was quoting the fucking lines that were coming up next like i just love this movie and dave kept looking at me like he's like what and then the the line would come out oh okay um keanu reeves um, name me a dreamier role for him. Like he's such a dreamboat in this movie. I fucking love this guy. Um, in general, but in this movie, he's like so cute. That and, shot of his bicep as he's pulling himself up onto the truck, Dave, and, and, he, and he's got the gasoline glistening all over Dave, him. Oh my stars and garters! Can you please step off my dis- my notes? Thank you. 
uh, yeah, no, there's like not a negative thing about this movie. That I can say the one, like Dennis Hoffman. Hopper. Hopper. Hoffman. Hopper. Um, Dennis Hopper plays a phenomenal villain because he's not like an out of this world bad guy. Like this guy could just be sitting next to you uh, on the bus for lack of a better place. Um, I love that the... Ah, I see what you did there. Bus. Yeah. I got it. Um, their, the chemistry of between Sandra Bullock and uh, Keanu Reeves is awesome. I'm a huge Sandra Bullock fan. And um, I just love this movie. The storyline was great. Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but I love him too. Shit. Give me a second. The Harry? Ferris Bueller? No, no, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Also, this movie, um, movie that came out this year. I mean, the same year that was. I feel gave him a better platform as far as like his acting, but for sure as the best, like the the role of best friend, you're rooting for him. I'm like when, when Harry dies, man. Um, so. I just, there's really nothing, like, I could talk about this movie. I could probably talk, uh, like, as much about this movie as my number one pick because it's just so good. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it uh, on one of my blockbuster nights for you kids who are too cool to remember, to know what that is. I'm sorry because that was the shit back back in the no, day. Not any of us, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking worked at blockbuster. And so, <laughs> so, so everybody's seen this the movie here, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. I pointed something out to Dave that I don't think bothers anyone or really anyone has picked up. But, you know, in the morning after the party in the beginning of the movie where he goes to get his coffee. Coffee. And And he leaves the coffee on the fucking car. Yes. So my question is, every time I watch that scene, I'm always distracted because when he runs back to the car, DJ, have you ever noticed that when he runs back to the car... He takes off and the fucking coffee cup doesn't move. How did they do that? That doesn't I, make sense. I wonder that the story on that. If that was like I would a blooper. Yeah, because I feel like that was like um like the Starbucks can and remember like the Starbucks cup in the Game of Thrones thing. Like it was just yeah. a mistake. So yeah. I would love to get like solve that mystery, but I cannot for the life like every single time that I watch that movie, I'm like, how the fuck did they stay there? What happened? Um so yeah, I just I love this movie and I this was Sandra Bullock's like big breakout. Yeah. And um I just I love it. So I you know what bothers me about that scene is the fact that he didn't stop the car and then get the coffee and then come back inside. I think that would have been hilarious. He, uh, was chasing- he, he, just, he just overpaid for that coffee. He's yeah. on a top salary. Oh my God. Right? What, I, what I love about this movie and like the trajectory of speed is that th- I feel that speed literally came out of nowhere. Like, th- th- no. I feel that that's a movie that on paper you didn't expect it to be the hit that it was because Sandra Bullock, as you said, was relatively unknown at that time. Keanu Reeves was known for Bill and Ted's and Point uh, Break and um, what was it, My Own Private Idaho and a few other movies, but none of those movies he was like the main person uh, or was a huge, huge like hit. I mean, Bill and Ted's was big, but he was playing a silly character. So yeah. here comes Keanu Reeves and you know star. an action star exactly with a co-headline like leading lady who nobody knew about being trapped in a bus. Like and and the movie he doesn't really have except for you know when they jump over the 
the, the you know the, the the highway that isn't built. It doesn't really have that many special effects, and it's just freaking phenomenal. Wait, wait, wait. You saying that didn't happen? Huh? Are you saying that didn't? What do you mean special effects? Are you saying that? Well, well, I mean, it, it's a simple movie. I mean, there were a couple. Of, well, the plane did blow up. The plane did blow up. Blow up. Well, so I think Dave, you were the one that said that that the action, like, uh, no, I think it was Neri that when the Matrix came out, it kind of killed the action genre in the traditional sense, where people just figured they could CGI a bunch of stuff, and this was an, a very organic action yeah. movie yeah. and um, I, I don't i don't think it had that many special effects um i don't think so either i, I think, mean i think that big jump and then the when the lady dies trying to get off trying to follow the I middle of the thing yeah like two of the biggest and well the plane one that explodes how yeah. about how how fucked up would it be how much would it mess with your mind missy if they go oh yeah the other special effect was a coffee cup that wasn't that wasn't really like how much of that we, we spent so much money on, on post-production but but i remember you know we all remember how popular that movie was and again i feel it came out of nowhere like well, nobody it had a relatively small budget for an action movie it had 30 million a 30 million um dollar budget and it made 350 so mm -hmm. It broke even and then some. It made so much money that they thought it was a good idea to make a sequel on a fucking cruise ship. That sequel doesn't <laughs> exist. Okay? We have all agreed that it doesn't exist. Actually, I do think it exists because I love that sequel for all the wrong reasons. Oh, oh like, like, like Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, let's, you know, it, it's actually... Now that we're talking about it, just as I, I think I was saying that speed was very, uh, you said organic, you know, th they didn't overdo it on the bull, like on the big, big, like bang, like in speed two, it's like, okay, let's totally crash the cruise ship into a town because yeah, that yeah. is what happens. Yeah. I think even Sandra Bullock has gone on record to be like, how did we make a movie about a us called speed on a cruise ship i forget he just didn't want to do it right well they yeah. you know, they should have called it nuts he, <laughs> he apparently had like you know that bullshit like hollywood scheduling thing mm -hmm. but essentially it was that he he, he didn't like the script so he didn't want to do it but yeah. they so, so i was i was just reading up on this here uh apparently uh because you were talking about budgets um the original villain was supposed to be gene hackman Oh, but yeah, it would have been fantastic. They couldn't afford him because of the cost of the special effect of keeping the coffee cup on the floor. <laughs> so they ended up going with Dennis Hopper. <laughs> so Dennis Hopper is literally the poor man's. <laughs> You're an asshole. Literally the poor man's Gene Hackman. I, I, I oh, knew That's so fucking great. Uh, yeah, that's great. I think. All right, we got to wrap it up. We're spending way too much time on this fucking on no, this pick. Um, all right. Wait, do I, do I say my number two then? Yeah, what's your number two? <laughs> my number two. This may be tabled. Is uh, Forrest Gump tabled? Ah. Run, Forrest, run. So we know that shit's getting on the mountain. <laughs> uh, all right, my number two is uh, uh, one of the funniest movies of all time, and it's Ace Ventura. Uh, and I have zero qualms about picking this movie. Um, I love this movie. I have a, I have the movie poster framed in my house, in my living room. 
uh, full-size movie poster, and I've seen this movie a billion times, and it fucking makes me laugh every single time. And uh, one of the few movies where the sequel, I believe, is better than the original. I will say that. However, the fucking uh, the original is so strong. Um, I fucking love this movie. And if you see the director's cut, it's so fucking great, too, where he goes to uh, Finkel's house, and there's a whole thing where he goes into the bar before he gets to Finkel's house to ask for directions to get to Finkel's house. He goes into a bar, and then he says, uh, does anybody know where I could find Ray Finkel? And like, it's like a biker bar and like the fucking music stops like, and all that shit there. And they were like, are you a friend of his? And then he was like, yes. And then they all like fucking uh, point like broken beer bottles and people break their fucking uh, the pool, the pool cues. And like, they're all like, and so you see the shot of like all this shit. He goes, I'm sorry. I have the, say the opposite of what you mean disease. <laughs> <laughs> and he does this thing. He goes, oh, you guys want to play? And he takes off his fucking contact lens. And he's <laughs> Breaks it, he breaks it over the fucking counter and you go and you see the little contact lens with a little jagged edge and he's like huh 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 and who, who wants some huh who wants and it's so fucking hysterical man i love that whole like these are these are deleted scenes that i've seen a billion times and i just fucking laugh every single time it's so good is that but, your favorite jim carrey movie no awesome uh, it's majestic right uh, I do like the majestic. I think it's overrated, <laughs> but I um uh, in in his in his pre Truman like, Show or bust man before he turned into the drama, he leaned more towards the the drama range. This is like peak, oh, peak sure. Jim Carrey, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was very I, much the, like I the think, Jim Carreyist of Jim Carrey movies up to that point, for sure. Well, there was nothing. There was like once bitten. Like, what did you have before this? Like, you had like there was so nothing. Okay, like, sure, just, I guess. Get, but yeah, oh, I, I, would love, I would say that missing the, the Jim Carrey. I would say it's liar, liar. Liar, liar is one of the good yeah, ones. Yeah, liar, liar is fantastic. Because I feel that Ace Ventura is what made him a, a movie star. Yeah, Ace Ventura made him a movie star. But you have those four movies: Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, which I'm not a big fan of. But um, and then The Mask came out this year too. Yeah. Yep. So and the, and all, all these four movies were like he he could do no wrong for I mean that's what made him a twenty million dollar movie kind of kind of actor. He's so. Funny. But um, no, my favorite Jim Carrey was probably Dumb and Dumber. I mean, I'll probably have to think about it, but it'll probably that's a good mountain. That's a good mountain. Yeah, so phenomenal. Um, all right. Uh, oh, this, no, this was no. a strong contender for Mary. For no, my I know what it, my favorite Jim Carrey movie is. Um, uh, the one where the fucking dreams where he uh, oh, fuck, I'm having a brain fart on the title with with Kate Winslet. Eternal he, Sunshine. Eternal oh, Sunshine. oh, yes, that's to me. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. good. Deej. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine, you don't think it's deep? You don't think it's too deep? But Legends of the Fall is what does it to you? That's what. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Eternal Sunshine, the fucking moodiest bo- movie of all time. He only oh. wants balls if he likes you. Just know that. <laughs> if you guys ever do a Kate Winslet mountain, let me know. <gasps> oh my god, that would be an amazing god. mountain. Titanic, and then. Yeah, I think we could do a mountain. Uh, she has done so many so movies. So even... producing that fucking mountain, jerk. Uh, Titanic uh, VHS cassette one. Titanic <laughs> VHS cassette two. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, how dare you, David? How dare you? There, I stood up for you. Alright, uh, <laughs> number two is where True Lies, Speed, Forrest Gump, and Ace Ventura. Ready for number one. Round one. This is your last chance 
After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. David? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into my honorable mentions. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Wow. Um, so, uh, I'm, uh, the Lion King is one that, like, just missed it by, like, that much. Um, I, I haven't seen it much as, uh, as an adult. Uh, as a kid, I used to watch this all the time. Um, I, I've, uh, if, if Link was a bigger fan of the movie, I would watch it more now. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, Star Trek Generations. Uh, I this is a fantastic Star Trek movie, but uh, I, I think that the unceremonious death of Captain Kirk brings it down a notch. Not capable Order, of uh, of being number four. Uh, the Professional is so fucking good. The Natalie, the Natalie Portman one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I still haven't seen it. Uh, oh man, you need to watch this movie. Yeah, you surprise me sometimes. Like, <laughs> no. And, um, keep you on your toes, buddy. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> clear, clear, and present danger is another one that yeah. I love so much. I but, your list, man. I really, truly love this movie, but uh, I, I don't rewatch it as often as you might think. Uh, in fact, I don't rewatch any of the. Uh, the Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan movies as much as you might think, because when I end up rewatching a Jack Ryan movie, it's usually the hunt for Red October. So let me ask you a question, and I'm not bust. I'm just asking an honest question. I'm not trying to fucking get a rise out of you nothing. You watch your number four more so than Clear and Present Danger? You rewatch it more? Now, that's, I, that's I, just I, me just because I know how much you like Jack Ryan movies. So I, saw clear, I saw Clear and Present Danger well before I saw In the Mouth of Madness. But since I've seen In the Mouth of Madness, I've watched it more than Clear and Present Danger. Okay. In the last, uh, I don't know, just to throw out a number, five years, I may have seen Clear and Present Danger once or twice, but In the Mouth of Madness, I've seen probably once a year. Okay. That just surprised me because of, of uh, I know how big of a Jack Ryan fan you are. That's, that's oh, I, I love it. You know, th that's why, like like you said, you're never going to be happy with this list because I would be happy if Clear and Present Danger was was on my mountain. But uh, I would also be happy if The Professional was on my mountain. Mm. The Professional right. is so good. Um, so listen, good. What do you have for your honorable mentions? Wes Craven's uh, New Nightmare. Oh, Missy, great fucking pick. I fucking love that one. Wait, what did you say? Did you put Craven's new nightmare? That's so fucking good. No. Um, so there's it's there's with honors. Oh fucking great. Oh my god. That was in my honorable mentions, honorable mentions. Yeah, great. Um, great so great light film. With honors, um, the specialist. Specialist and, um D2 the Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. And natural born killers. Nice. Uh, I saw natural born killers when it first came out, and I was—I think I was too young because I didn't. I was like, "This is crazy! Like, this is a lot of fucking." Well, crazy. I mean, it's not a—it's not like a rom com. So, like, that was a really <laughs> assessment. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's a hard movie to watch. But that's I haven't rewatched it as an adult. I never rewatched it. I just saw that one time uh, when it first came out, and I was a kid. Like and I was Schindler's like, List—you said like a one time, one and done. <laughs> Yeah, right. Schindler's List came out when I was in in high school, and we watched it every fucking class, every fucking oh my god, so many times. I saw Schindler's List beyond 
how many I can't even tell you how many times. Honest to God, every class, English, history, fucking, it was like it's like yeah. every teacher's go to was like, well, today we're watching well, Schindler's yeah. List. I'm like, holy fuck. We, we went to the movies in my history class to go nice. watch Schindler's yeah. List. Yeah, I've seen that movie more that, times. Uh, that dates me. I think I've seen it as many times as uh, no, Stephen Coleman. <laughs> I had a whole unit on the Holocaust in sixth grade, and she made us read Night, which is a really heavy fucking movie. Yeah. And then she's like, to close out our unit on the Holocaust, let's watch Schindler's List. Nightmares for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Um, Deej, honorable mentions. The Specialist. Uh, that movie That movie was really popular. Like, really that, popular. I love and, that. And that was a fun, you know, action movie. Action movie yeah. I think James Caan in that movie is a total, like, yeah. badass asshole. Yeah, uh, he's such Sharon, a dick. He is. And Sharon Stone, I think, looked her best in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so that one was good. I like I also, instinct, but, you know. But in this one, like the thing about Basic Instinct is that I think that's what made. I mean, she was caught in Total Recall, but in Basic Instinct is when she got noticed for being like a sex, you know, like so freaking sex sexy, hot. right? But then in the specialist, she was already exploiting that image, so she looked amazing. Um, Ninety four. I kind of have completely forgotten that that is the year that the first Santa Claus movie came out. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and that started a whole franchise. Yeah. And I included here this movie. It's probably not a great movie, but I I appreciate it for what it was at the time. Was Disclosure with Demi Moore and uh, so fucking good, so good, good one, man. Yes, because that was that was like turn the tables. She was sexually harassing him, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, bum, bum, bum. I remember <laughs> when that movie came out. This is like how much society has changed that people are like, that would never happen in real life. A woman can sexually, you know, harass a man. You know, like. Yes, we're all sex as shit. We could do oh, awful things oh, to each Hollywood. other. Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good movie. That was in one of the, like, I have a list of 25 that didn't make my mountain. Wow, 25. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, my honorable mentions uh, were Maverick, the Mel Gibson um, uh, poker, a uh, Jordy Foster poker movie. Uh, I would be remiss not to mention Interview with the Vampire because it's 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 a really good movie. Um, and then um, uh, Saved by the Bell, the the wedding, the Vegas wedding. That is so, that that one. I kid you not. I have it here saved in my in my thing on Wikipedia because I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, it's a TV movie, no? It's a movie. Nobody said cinematic movies. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Um, and what I find to be the greatest, uh, one of the greatest movies, very underrated, uh, that didn't make my list is uh, When a Man Loves a Woman. You want to talk <gasps> that about- movie oh, yes. is so good. Yes. Yes. If you want to talk about heavy and drama, yes. Oh. This is way more dramatic than Legends of the Fall. Yeah. This is way heavier, but fuck, that movie's it's good. It's so good. It's so when good. Break the bottles on the side of the street. When oh. I I saw that movie in health class, and I was like, yes, health class, because it deals with drug addiction, oh, with addiction? alcohol addiction. Oh, come and on. So, yeah, we, yeah. I'm telling you, your dare unit. I'm telling you, my fucking teachers <laughs> were like, any excuse, like, is this okay? Yeah, fuck it. Let's put like any excuse. Movie day. Yeah, movie day. And I saw this movie in health class. And uh, because I was always, I've always been a pussy and I've always been like a crier and I've always been emotional and cheesy. I, I fucking, cr- like, in class, in class, 
in 11th grade. But, mm. That movie's so good. So good. But uh yeah, again, Missy, if you if this movie wasn't too heavy for you, you're fine with Legends of the Fall. No, this movie's yeah. super heavy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna watch heavy. it because now you've piqued my interest. I want to I'm an emotional cut, so like let's do it. I'm good. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's it. I'm sorry. So let's go with our number ones. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Oh, and Little Giants. Uh, all right, Dave, uh, what do you got for your number ones? Little Giants was on my short list. Um, short. So, little Giants. I get every, every list I make is short. Uh, little Giants. Get hey, 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 what's up, Tristan? Child Named after from Legends of the Fall. <laughs> Just one fall, not multiple. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So my my number one is um, uh, Forrest Gump. You know, I, I tabled it already. Uh, this this is a this is a perfect movie. It is. This is an absolutely perfect movie. You, you add or remove any one element from this movie, and it is less than what it is. Um, from the 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 romantic aspect of it uh, between uh, Forrest and Jenny. Me. to the the adventure of his life i mean uh absolutely everything in this movie is is heartwarming it's touching um and it's it's sentimental in a way that recalls steven spielberg but you can tell it's not spielberg there's something about it that it's like oh yeah you know there's there's that sentimentalism there uh and and it's it's got that robert zemeckis magic everything zemeckis touches has this sort of magical feel to it and and this movie has it right uh not to mention that it's easy to overlook today but a lot of those special effects of inputting forest into these historical moments was revolutionary at that time. I, I know that that word gets thrown up, gets thrown around a lot, uh, especially these days. But the technology was revolutionary. I made. And, I, I I wrote uh, my eighth grade paper. I think it was eighth grade or ninth grade. Uh, in computer class was uh, in my computer class. I wrote about the special effects in that film. And mm. when I wrote it, and I remember we had to read it in front of class. People didn't know that that was. Like, they didn't know that that was computer generated either. They were like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? There was movie with a computer? I'm like, what the fuck do you... <sighs> Stupid. That's a, that's a great paper, dude. If, if you if you still had it, I'd love to read it. Well, it's on 17 floppies, so I don't know if you're going <laughs> <laughs> to... be able to fucking you know, floppy like... <laughs> this is one paragraph. Let's go on to the next paragraph. Um, Tom Hanks, I think, gives the... Uh, in in a in a career filled with you know the performance of his career, I think he gives the absolute performance of his career in in this movie. Um, I mean, uh, there there are other Tom Hanks movies that that might be um, quote unquote better. Um, you know, Saving Private Ryan comes to mind. Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, but uh, for me, when I think of like his best acting, I think of this movie because there's uh, he affects me in a way that very few 
mm-hmm. actors, including himself, are able to affect me in a movie. No matter how many times I, I watch it, I, I still like I and it's not just like be moved to tears. It's like like a fucking downpour when he goes to Jenny at the end of the movie and he says, is he like me? And I just fucking lose it. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, that, that, that struggle that he's able to, to portray without making it uh, a joke. Overly dramatic. Without, it was yeah. a very subtle. Uh, it, it, it was. That's, that's yeah. a good point. There's so many, and I think all the three of us have this movie on our list. Do you have it? Well, maybe, do you have a Neri? No, no, no. I would have. I would have said it's also my. Um, <clears throat> movie. I, 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 very often when I rewatch this movie, I always like to talk about it and tell people. I'm like, you know, Forrest Gump. It's like a legitimately great movie, and I think it gets lost. I think people forget about how great it is because things catchphrases came out of it, like "Run, Forrest, Run," and like this. Even there was even a whole fucking song based after that, and like the whole shrimp bubble grump and the shrimp. I mean, the whole restaurant chain came out of this movie. I think that I think that instances like that take away from the fact that people forget how great this movie really was and, and, yes, because it became such in like iconic in pop culture it's like yeah. oh yeah ruin for us ruin and like no no but you don't understand that was a fucking really good scene yeah, like, yeah. You're buying it or you're bringing it up in jest and you're bringing it up to me but i always like this movie is a phenomenal movie um I, I just the one thing i would say is like my go-to performance for tom hanks and tom hanks is my favorite actor of all time um to me my go-to performance is castaway i think that is the performance because he's by him fucking yeah yeah and, and yeah, yeah argue for that reason there's, there's no there's nothing to be said about that um, but, but, you, but this movie's phenomenal i love this you movie. know what i, I always and, and think wilson was snubbed at the oscars for supporting oh my god what, you? what i always think about forrest oh, Gump. so was uh so was uh tom hanks and you know who won russell yeah. crowe won and i still me being a fucking you know how big of a fan of gladiator i am second favorite movie of all time and even me i was like nah what I find really interesting about Forrest Gump is that I, I always think, how was that movie sold to an executive board of like you know film executives? Because, I got you. You know how I, you know how you did it? Hey, uh, I have Tom Hanks or Robert Zemeckis. I want to make a movie. All right, good. Go ahead. Do that movie because because <laughs> I remember, I remember when that movie came out. A little older than you guys. I saw that movie in the movie theater. I remember. Me too. I, I remember the, the the ads, the trailers, and you weren't a hundred percent sure what the movie was about. There was. I remember. I went into it thinking it was about football. Um, yeah. Because you really didn't know. Because it's how do you capture everything that movie yeah. is about in a trailer? And can we talk about the score of that movie? Oh. Uh-huh. I mean, let's ask. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask um. Uh, Dave's son, who who does a score to that movie, he'll be. Um, able to, what I would also say, movie. what I wanted to Nick add, loves uh, scores. I'm sorry, he so. does. Uh, <laughs> what I wanted to add also, because it, it was also um, on my mountain, is that I this movie does what I think in my from my number from what I've seen from the number of movies that I've seen. This movie does what Across the Universe did very well for itself, which is like it hit every major historical moment um, that was part of the 60s 
a decade that for some reason I'm completely fascinated with. So anything related to that, I'm in. But what I think it did very well is that it wove it because they they were they had that genius idea to add Tom Hanks into actual American historical moments um where it kind of blended it the the lines were blurred but in a in a very elegant and like subtle way that it just it adds to the already perfect performance of the entire cast because uh lieutenant dan like an amazing character and an amazing um arc that we follow in in the movie so um yeah i, I don't know that this is my 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 favorite tom hanks um performance but for sure it that, that's another movie that like Twister and and all these other movies like if it's on somewhere I'm I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm watching. You, you know, as far as his performance goes, and and it's it's my favorite performance. I agree with Neri that actually that you know Castaway from just a technical standpoint. I mean, he was the movie, so of course it's a more challenging role. But I think that the problem, the the, the challenge for for um. Uh, Forrest Gump is that we hadn't seen something like that before where the main character of this long movie because this movie is also very long mm -hmm. and it spans what like 30 years or 20 yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Since he's a kid it until... starts in the late 50s and it moves through the 90s and, and the, the, the fact that he was playing somebody who obviously was challenged but it wasn't a character and it wasn't you never wanted to a, laugh. It wasn't a caricature. A caricature. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a, no, it wasn't it wasn't like a cartoon. He didn't right. do it. Yeah, yeah. What I found very interesting is I didn't find this out until decades later, man, that the reason Tom Hanks had that accent in that movie was because the kid that they cast to play his younger self had that accent. And they were trying to get him to not to lose the accent, the kid. And so he went up to Zemeckis and he said, why don't I just talk like him? Mm. And they and so he reverse engineered it because they wanted that kid as an actor, but they, they wanted him to kind of like lose the accent. And then Tom was like, I'll just I Tom, like I'm on a fucking first and basis with this, with this guy. <laughs> Tommy. So Tommy was like, yo, Bobby, uh, why don't we? Uh, so Tom, uh, Tom Hanks said, why don't I just take on his accent? And then he's like, oh, oh. How, oh another thing like, yeah, about okay. this movie is that the comedic relief like it's peppered in their perfect places and like for instance in the beginning when the principal comes out of Forrest's house and he's oh, like yeah. patting himself down he goes your mama, your mama sure does love and care about your and education goes, and, the, and all he does all the kid does is turn to him and go oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 make it through that scene without like cracking up because it's so funny that like, you know, he didn't say or do anything he was just like bitch i just heard you relax with your ego you know what i love about about him about this character is that aside from the childhood because he got bullied as a kid as a young child but the rest of tom when tom hanks is playing him he's not a bitch he's not a pussy like this guy nope. is not like he fights and he'll fight if he has to, but he doesn't. He's like he doesn't resort to that all the time. But if he's like, no, he's I'm not backing down. And the perfect when he had that fight at the Black Panther party, and then he says, "I'm sorry for ruining the Black Panther party." I was like, God, man, what's so fucking good? He, I mean, this movie's great, man. There's, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing negative. It's perfect. I think it's as close to flawless as a movie, a movie can, be. can get. Yeah. Um, and and just a little last note. 
I, you know, obviously we all love Jenny that when I watched House of Cards and I got really into House of Cards, I hated the fact that I, Robin Wright was such right. a bitch. Because yeah. I'm like, it's Jenny. Like, how can Jenny be such a horrible What happened being? to Jenny? But, but she, she wasn't I, perfect in I that movie either. I gotta be honest with you, Deej. I I've never seen Forrest Gump and been like, I love Jenny. I'm like, man, what a bitch! Like she's yeah. so mean to him. She fucking takes advantage of him. She fucking like she never. He like, has trauma to work through. Yes, obviously. Yes, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying it's like, oh, she's a bitch for no reason. I'm saying like, man, she's like this guy's fucking like. See, she but I, over him. But you're you were mad at her because I was never mad at her. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. I just never thought she was fucking perfect. There, there so was, was, there, there was, was like, yeah, that sounds about right. There, there was frustration there because she had this this you know perfect man, and and almost didn't even realize it until it was too late. It was too late. You know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I never saw her as like, you know, this, I was never mad at her. I just never saw her as perfect. I never saw her. The only only time I ever saw Robin Wright as perfect was in, uh, uh, the princess bride. Well, yeah, but, but I, I think as, as much as we love the princess bride, I, I dare to say that Jenny eclipsed that maybe not. No. Uh, I mean, no. right, right no. there for me. No, I don't know. no, say no. no, say no. Don't be fucking. Don't no. Say no. Don't let this newcomer. No, no. I'm, no. I'm no newcomer. I've been seven times on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so don't let this guy come in and fucking try to sell you a fucking bag of shit. No, I, no, no, man. I, I don't know. And and Jenny are, I think, equally as iconic, man. Uh, I don't think Jenny's iconic at all. Fuck that. I'll take Princess Bride all day, every day uh, over Jenny. Uh, all right. So. Look how he uh, said Jenny over Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Jenny. Yeah. You're my girl. <laughs> I know we've been talking about forever, but that, my favorite line is that I, I may not be a very smart man, but I do know what love is. That shit. Oh, perfect. Perfect. You're trying not to cry right now, time. sir. That shit hits every time, bro. All right. Uh, Missy, what's your number one? Okay, so um, <laughs> to the surprise of probably only DJ because everyone else has called it and everybody that knows me would call it. Um, my number one is a cult classic. It is a favorite to this day um, and it's Reality Bites. What? Yeah. That's... Stop no, it. No, so, no. You say... <laughs> I only hear what I want to. Okay, I'm going to get to the soundtrack, but we can talk about it now. The soundtrack (laughs) to this movie is epic. And I just want to paint a picture, because I know I get a lot of shit, because it's pretty, like, uh, it's if I'm talking about it. But you have to understand something, that this same year that I saw this movie is also the same year that my so-called life came into my life. And these are two fucking pillars of my current identity like i have not been able to let go of the impact of these two like entertainment moments of that year i haven't seen any of these two things to this day and so um it's a great movie the cast is stacked you have um janine garofalo plays an amazing best friend role in this uh in this movie you have Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke. I feel like at the peak of his Ethan Hawke-ness. Yes, yeah, I agree. Directed yeah. by Ben Stiller, and he also has a role um, in the movie. 
and it's a cult classic it debuted um in uh, january of 94 in sundance and then it was released in the next month it didn't make a lot of money um it cost about 11 million to make and it only uh, made 33 um 33 million um which is funny to be like oh it only made 33 million like i wish i had a million but you, like in terms of movies that's what i mean um that's still a success though it's a success, but it's considered, it's largely considered a cult classic because it yeah. wasn't as popular as yeah, it could indie, have been. An indie film. Yeah. It's an indie film, yeah. So, um, I the, the reason, and I could talk about this movie forever, but the reason that I really love this movie and the message of this movie is that it, the center conflict of all of these characters is that they're at a crossroad in your life that I think everybody can relate to where you've been told to follow your dreams and your passions and everything. But then for lack of a better word, there's an intersection of reality that comes into play where adulthood and responsibilities and growing up and all of these things like come into play right at the moment at the cusp of when you're supposed to be at your most idealistic and your most like anything is possible and and the main character um lelena she has this very naive approach to her filmmaking because she wants to change the world and like who the fuck has never been like i could change the world like everybody has that moment um in their coming of age and uh i just love it was it's such a 90s like movie so much plaid so much plaid and so much um you the movie co touches on the hiv crisis which was very prominent at that time um where janine garofalo's characters doesn't know if she's has it or not and uh coming out steve um how do you say his name steve zan zan zane he plays sammy sammy's coming out like there's so many things that were prominent social issues in this moment of time and i just think it's timeless and i i love it that's it and it had a great soundtrack such a good soundtrack like such a good sound why are you laughing it's true i'm laughing because because uh the the way Deed said it is like everything after all you said he's like and the song let's talk about the song like he was just like and the soundtrack like he was just like well because he was just, it was almost as if he was waiting for you to stop talking so you could be like and now we talk about the fucking soundtrack right like that's where <laughs> I heard about. um and i would say that uh no i lost it so that i think i'm done talking <laughs> I want to see this movie. I haven't. I've never saw this movie, uh, yeah. so I, I would like to see it. Nobody, nobody you. has seen this movie. No. I, well, I have. Yeah. DJ has oh, seen, okay. heard the soundtrack. <laughs> I've heard the soundtrack. <laughs> I don't think I've been. Yes, that's true, Andrew. It was fucking filmed in Houston, which is such a random city to film this. Like a mate, like this usually the go-to like cities for these movies is like new york Calif california chicago things like that but not you know what i think is really interesting about that movie because i saw it recently and i haven't seen it in a while is that there's aspects of that movie that are extremely dated right that are very very like not only 90s like mid 90s like you can figure out what year it is it's not mm -hmm. late 90s it's not early 90s you can figure out it's like 94 95. The um, <laughs> it's funny but the set but you mentioned it the central like story 
yeah. is one that is still relevant, yeah. even though the movie, um, you know, is, is very much a product of its time. Yeah, um, for sure. No, but that, that's a great movie. Another, I feel that that was another movie that when it came out, it was very popular. It was, it may have not made a ton of money, but it was very, I mean, popular. Well, typically I feel like, um, I Googled it and I feel like, um, cult classics, Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but cult classics are considered cult classics because they be they gain the popularity after, after the release yeah the yeah release. yeah so but, but that movie was but it was popular when it was because when it came out because even well back to the soundtrack lisa Loeb, um the her song um stay was, oh you my god you guys probably remember know this but it was it's been the only time in the history of billboard where a song went to number one and the person did not have a record deal Really? Oh, wow. I didn't know signed. that. She was not signed. I did not know that. That was like that's that's like a song they put last minute on the soundtrack. Yeah. The, one of the reasons why the video is so simple and rudimentary was not. It's not a coincidence. It's mm -hmm. it is. It's because they didn't have any money for her. She had no budget. She had no I record deal. That. And even Hawk directed that video. Interesting. It's a really good music video too. Yeah. All right. So uh, Deej, what is your number one? Well, my number one is, I mean, when I, you said 1994, I was like, oh, this is going to be my number one. Uh, I think maybe David had it uh, in his list, is Shawshank Redemption. Nice. I mean, it's one of those that, like, I mean, there's so much to say, but what can I say? It's, it's. What can I we mean, say? What can either one of us say that hasn't already been said before? It's it's everything about that movie is perfect for me on a personal note, but you know a lot of people feel this way. Raquel Welch, I think, is one of the most beautiful women of all time. Um, mm -hmm. So her poster from um, what was that we called One Million Years? Uh, one Million Years BC. Yeah, um, is like you know icing on the cake. But um, I mean, just everything. That's that's the type of movie that you, it, again, kind of like Forrest Gump. It's it's flawless. Um, it actually does have a happy ending, so that's you know we get some something out of that. No, uh, I forget. Did that movie win Best Picture? I don't know if it did, but it should have. Uh, uh, I can look it up. Fucking great. Um, I love uh, everything about Shawshank Redemption. It really is a perfect movie. Uh, for a long time, not now, because I checked it out recently, but for a long time, I'm talking about like up until like eight years ago, it was the only film that I could find that was 10 stars on IMDb. Like it was fucking rated to like, not even the Godfather at that point. Whereas now it's like a 9.6 or 9.2, whatever the fuck it is now, because people are stupid. Um, but uh, like, I found that incredible. I remember thinking about this like seven, eight years ago, having this conversation with a friend of mine. Like we went through this, we were comedians in a green room and we were literally going through IMDb to find another, like what about Godfather? We thought about these iconic movies and we could not find another fucking 10 star movie. Uh, and nobody argued it. Nobody goes on that. I mean, if Shawshank is good, but it's not 10 stars. Like, no, we would have, yeah, it's fucking 10 stars. Who's going to argue that? It's, it's a perfect movie. It's in, um, whenever they do these lists of best movies of all time, like AFI and all that, I believe it's been number one before. Like, I mean, I don't know if, you know. Oh, has it now? AFI's, AFI's number ones, I've always been like the fucking, um, 
what's it called? The one with the Citizen the, Kane was number Citizen, one. Yeah, Citizen Kane yeah. was number one. Like it's all these like old fucking farties. But I, I know it's been number one in several lists. And I mean, obviously, we could have an argument as to like what is the greatest movie of all time. I mean, I think that's a but right, but Shawshank is definitely up there. And it's such a perfect movie. It's such a great movie all the way across. I love everything about this movie. Uh, the acting in this movie, the storytelling in this movie, you feel everything that goes on in this movie. Like, you feel like when those guys are on the roof and like just sipping beer and like just like enjoying their day of freedom because they're fucking tarring a roof. Do you understand? Like their level of like, I get to enjoy a bucket of beer because after a long day of tarring a roof, like tarring a roof is a, one of the hardest things to fucking to do. And like, you felt that. I just felt that movie's fantastic. I mean, just it's so great. It, the way he gets his, his revenge and the way he, everything. I, I mean, I've watched it a million times. And every time when he's going back to his cell, I pay attention to the shoes because you never fucking pay attention to the shoes, man. So great. Such a good move. So that year, um, Forrest Gump won best movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't argue that either. Can't argue that either. But no. it was nominated. Yeah, and we come to think about it, like Shawshank, it's um, <laughs> it's not a complex story, really. Um, it's just you know he outsmarted everybody, and um, I like I like when um, Morgan when Red Morgan Freeman is kind of like retelling what happened that he's like remy delane had to go through what was it like a mile of shit <laughs> 300, yard, 300 yards of shit to come out be clean on the other side yeah uh yeah it's so fucking good man go through three years of shit uh i i love everything about that film i love it's fucking fantastic it's just stellar on, on every account uh great pick man great pick um my number one now that we're talking about amazing stellar performances and films, uh, my number one is Time Cop. And uh, I have zero qualms about picking Time Cop for my number one. I fucking love that film. It is Van Damme's second best film aside from JCVD, which is like a playoff of his real life. And I've talked about a Time Cop a million times on this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, go back and listen. I promise you. <laughs> I've talked about fucking Time Cop plenty of times, so I'm not going to bore you again with it. But uh, it is... Uh, a great movie. Um, it is a great movie regardless of whether or not Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is my favorite action star, was in it or not. Like, you could put anybody in this movie and it would be fucking great. I love the fact that Van Damme was in it. Don't get me wrong. But you put anybody, you put Keanu Reeves in this role, you put anybody in this role and it would still be an amazing movie. That's how good this movie is. The fact that it had Van Damme in it, which again is my favorite all-time action star, is just chef's kiss to it. Uh, so it's perfect. So Time Cop. I know nobody's going to have it. I know nobody gives a shit about it, but I fucking adore this film. No, man. T- Time Cop is great. I mean, it's uh, I, we've talked about this before. I'm I'm not the biggest JCVD fan. Um, you know, I, I like his good stuff. And this is the best of his stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. Why do you guys think he gets so much shit? Uh, because, he's, you know, he does. His I, attitude. I, I, you know, he's he said it before. He's talked about it in uh, in uh, years later. He talked about Time Cop. He was doing so much blow in this movie uh, during this part of his life, and he talked about that when the studio came to him because they wanted to do a sequel. 
Uh, they wanted to, they actually, the studio came over to him and said, we want you to do other moves because this was such a huge hit, especially for a quote unquote Van Damme movie. This is such a huge hit um, that they wanted, Universal came to him and they said, they, you know, we want to just, you know, give you whatever you want. And he demanded $20 million because that's what Jim Carrey was getting because that's what uh, these guys were getting. And he thought that he was like, and then he says it later, he says it like in recent interviews, he says, I was so pigheaded. And I was so coked out in my mind that they never called me back. They never caught offer. They never fucking just. And then that's where the beginning of the end of his career was, where it was just that. Um, but I think he gets shit because you know it's hard. He's hard to understand. His, like uh, his English isn't great. He has a thick accent. And uh, for a long time, he was just known for all these action movies, were, which were basically remakes of each other. It's like, all right, and then at the end, I'm going to do a split, and then I'm going to do a fuck around house, and there's going to be this and that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's why he gets, I think that's what makes him an easy mark for people that make to make to, to make jokes or whatever. Uh, but I've seen him do real acting. Yeah, I've seen him in that movie, JCVD, do real acting, and I could tell you, I think he's a good actor. Uh, I just don't think he gets the vehicles, and because, you know, when the first four movies you do is just all kicking and fucking and, and splits. I don't think you're going to get offered the roles of fucking Shakespeare. You know, I don't think you're going to be doing Othello at that point. Well, at least he's not Steven Seagal. Legit. Legit. Which I look back at my friends because back in the days when we were kids, it was fucking old school East Coast, West Coast shit where either you like fucking JCVD or you like fucking Seagal. You can't like both. Which one is better? You can't fucking say you like both. And I was a JCVD guy and my friend was a fucking uh, uh, Steven Seagal guy. And I look back and be like, I fucking told you. Dummy. Um, but anyway, that's my pick. I've talked about Time Cop a billion times. I don't, you know, I don't want to bore people. Uh, Time Cop was great. Uh, and I'm unapologetic about it. I say this as unironically as possible. That is my number one pick with a fucking bullet. And uh, there was nothing that was going to move that fucking pick for me. Um, all right. So the num- number ones were four. The, the number ones. Number. The number ones were Forrest Gump, Reality Bites, Shank, Shank Redemptions, and Time Cops. Uh, so we got a few repeats. We have Forrest Gump, Speed, Shawshank, where the only, um, where the only, uh, where we're all, we're all repeats. So we need one more. The final, um, the I'm going to throw a Pulp Fiction out there just for yeah. its like level of, of, you know, iconic status. I'm gonna throw Ace Ventura because it's the only comedy that was that was brought about. We should have a comedy on there. I'm gonna kind of agree with that. I mean, I never saw Reality Bites, but I don't by the title. I don't know if that means it's a it's a <laughs> the description. I don't know. I am alone about. on an island. I'm no, I haven't her. seen it, so I don't know if it's a comedy. It's all I'm saying, but by the Nobody title, has ever seen it. I don't know anybody that uh, besides DJ. I don't know anybody in my close circle of friends that have seen it, so I'm alone. You um, haven't seen it either, David. No. Wow. No, no, I've I've been friends uh, with Missy for over ten years, and somehow uh, I've I've never seen it. He's managed to escape it because Stephanie he's seen and the nineteen twenty two version of Dracula fourteen times. Stephanie this year. and I, Stephanie, <laughs> DJ Stephanie no. and I did a, a deal once where I hadn't seen Birdcage. This was like 10 years ago. I hadn't seen Birdcage. And I and she's like, you have to watch it. And I was like, hey, I'll watch Birdcage with you. And then you'll watch Reality Bites with me. And then 10 years have passed. And that bitch has still not watched Reality Bites with me. Oh, but I listen, Birdcage. I told you not, I told you not to make that deal. Because I don't know how many times I've told her, hey, 
I'll watch this movie you want me to watch, and you watch this other movie I want you to watch. And she never ends up watching the movie. And every time that never. I'm at her house and she puts on a movie, I'm like, you know, you could have put on Reality Bias. She's like, yeah, you're right. I could have. <laughs> I could just hear her saying that. <laughs> she does not give a crap. My wife and I just made that deal recently where I haven't seen Selena and she hasn't seen La Bamba. I'm like, what okay, okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mary, because the other day on Instagram, yeah. you know, that little back and forth you got, you had that you're yeah. like, I'm disappointed. I'm like, I liked, I, I was like, no, I was like, no apologies. I like Selena more, Selena more than La Bamba. And I, I want to eat pizza when I watch Selena. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Pepperoni pizza. I don't know there's, a, there's a scene her, there's a, there's a few scenes with her and her dad eating pizza but i don't know if it was on purpose but the way it was shot the pizza looks really good um, you know what movie has really good food shots in it i swear to god pretty woman you ever watch pretty woman there's so much food in that movie where you go they're fucking eating like and it's all forms of food not they go from escargot to pizza in the park and they do all these and i remember as a kid watching it going like man look at this, picture. this looks amazing that's so, my number one, actually. So clearly, I was a fat kid. Uh, all right. Um, so I, I'm gonna vote for Ace Ventura to number one, but you guys do whatever you want to do. That's just my vote. It's a comedy. It's the only comedy on the list. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with Ace Ventura. I mean, Pulp Fiction, yeah, but you you know, so it could be a comedy. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. All right. So the final mountain is Forrest Gump, Speed, Shawshank Redemption, and Ace Ventura. What did Andrew say? The Bouncer is a well-acted movie. You're right. That is a it's a very recent um, Van Damme movie. Very independent, like European independent. So that's like super <laughs> independent, and uh, it's actually a really good. Yeah, it's well well-acted movie. You're you're absolutely right. Andrew. So I'm I'm pretty sure now that we're kind of done. Um, I was pretty sure I was gonna have to like fight because what i was sure that one of you was gonna pick in your top um four the lion king and i love disney i love disney movies and i am probably the only person on earth that does not care for the lion king yeah you're right you are the only person I am, yeah. uh, thank you very much for your time uh that's all for us guys uh <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow Deej and his fucking delirium uh, thoughts, uh, please go listen to him uh, and Fish that was on last week. Beauty and the Beast is the best movie of the Disney Renaissance era. It was the first movie that was nominated for an Academy Award. Me, me, first animated movie. You don't know that. Animated movie. Me and Missy agree think Beauty and the Beast is better. But that's not to say that it's not that Lion King is not good. Like, well, I'm, I'm not saying the Lion King is bad. It's just no, that's what I, you said. You said you don't like said, Lion. He, he said that's he doesn't said. care for it. He didn't right. say anything derogatory. Right. He just said he so doesn't go care listen for to it. Deej and his the ramblings of a madman on. <laughs> Better Let Me Tell You. His podcast Better Let Me Tell You is available on the Geekbro Network. Go to geekbro.net. Check out the podcast such as Better Let Me Tell You, the What's Up Bro podcast, uh, and um, a Child Like at Best with Mike Valdez, a dose of Ellie. So make sure you guys go to geekbro.net. Check that out. Have a lot of fun. Missy's writing. You can find her at um, uh, missywrites.com. That's missywrites.com. And her handle, as you can see on the screen, is Missy the Writer on you on Instagram and Twitter. So Missy at Missy the Writer. Uh, check out my comedy at narysigns.com or whatwashisname.com. Uh, go to my Instagram and you have all the links to everything you could possibly want, including uh, including um, uh, 
what am I thinking about? Baby registry right. gifts. My wife is about to fucking uh, give birth in two months. So whatever. I'm just saying, if you want to donate, fucking it's, it's there. Um, uh, everything's on there. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, go to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And it is uh, MT Geekmore on YouTube. Subscribe to that. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, that's how lists are made. Yeah.